It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Jen Wallace with you here on the Overnight Crowd, one 736 736 or 0433 98 11 16. It's time now to turn our attention to South Australia and catch up with SENSA's very own Paul Bonser and find out everything that's happening coming from the City of Churches. Bonds, thanks for joining us again on the Overnight Crowd. Hey, Wal. Yeah, it's good to be back on. And it's all happening here in Adelaide. It's all happening. It always does. We've, yeah, we've got lots happening. Um, and sorry I couldn't join you last night, but as you know, I had to catch a red eye to Melbourne and... Yeah, I just couldn't stay awake any longer, so I apologise. We'll do it all tonight. Busy, man. We're lucky to have you now. So let's have a look through. We have to talk. The biggest, I think, commodity coming out of Adelaide at the moment, Jack Hayes. What can you tell us? Well, there's some very proud Eagle supporters, sample Eagle supporters, I should say, that are walking around a bit taller. Um, Jack Hayes has dominated the sample for about three years. He was the state captain. Last season, he won the uh, Jack Odie medal, which is the best player in the sample grand final. Um, he's He's gone back-to-back premierships with the Eagles. He has been the best contested mark in the sample for years, and he's always been that player who, who people talk about, why isn't he playing AFL? This guy is clearly good enough. Why isn't he there? And it was fantastic to see him basically be St Kilda's best player in his first game of AFL. Oh, he was outstanding. Like, talk about debuts. It was just phenomenal. I had him uh, in my super coach team, but I had him on my bench and not selected. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was the same. <laughs> and I couldn't ch- I couldn't even bring him on sort of after the first round because I had Grundy and, and Gorn in there and they'd both played. Yep. So. Exactly uh, yeah, so. I lost I lost some points as well with Jack, but he's um, he's already in the team this week. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs> but ten marks, ten marks, eighteen disposals, three goals. Uh, that's what you get with Jack Hayes, and I hope he has a fantastic career with St Kilda. Oh, it is such a good story, and it sort of raises that attention to maybe the draft age of eighteen. We do need to keep looking outside of that and looking in the the state leagues and paying attention to some people that have life experience and footy experience and might then bring both across to your footy club. Yeah, and we saw another Eagles player as well, and I keep saying, I'll say sample Eagles player, Woodville West Torrens player, yep. um, Tyson Stengel, who was with the Crows, had some personal issues with the Crows. Everybody knows about that. Mm-hmm. The, the Woodville West Torrens footy club and the coach, JG, took him under his arm. They gave him a job. He played some outstanding footy, again, won a premiership with the club, and he debuted for Geelong on the weekend and kicked four goals, had 20 disposals. So, yes, the people down at Woodville uh, are working a little bit taller and quite proud that their boys are doing well at the elite level. It's pretty exciting to think about that's your pure purpose as a state league club as well is to be able to hang your hat on who you send up into the, the higher leagues, whether it's your, your young boys coming through that at 18 get to go across or, in this mm. instance, to show that your actual program is developing really good footballers who are ready-made and Stengel and Hayes are two great stories for that. Now, if we look at the two AFL teams coming out of South Australia, the Crows, what a 
it was a bit of a heartbreaker in a sense, the spoil on the line, um, changing the, the tone of that game. But in good news, um, Sloan has been cleared and he's free to play in round two. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a smart decision. There wasn't much on it. You, you were trying to actually see what actually happened when you watched the replay of it, the slow motion replay. Uh, Crows Frio game was a bit scrappy, if I'm really honest, but the close finish just makes up. You forget about all the stuff that happened the before. <laughs> um, there were some very good performances. We'll talk about the spoil from Heath Chapman in a minute, but um, James Rowe played his best game for the Crows, uh, another Eagles local Eagles player. Um, he uh, probably played his best game. He kicked two goals, 21 disposals. And was involved in a couple of other goals as well. So uh, he's the son of Stephen Rowe, the former um, Adelaide Crow and uh, media personality in Adelaide. Yep. And um, so Jimmy Rowe did a did a fantastic job, and congratulations to him. But the big name, the new big name, Jen, for the Adelaide Crows fans is Josh Rochelle. <laughs> yes. draft, draft pick number six kicked five goals. Uh, this kid is he's got star written all over him. Doesn't he? I think, um, yeah, I think I think the Crows have just snapped up one, a really good one at number six, f- and it, it, yeah, just fantastic. I feel like this is the chance to um, create the next, I suppose, Eddie Betts type crowd um, atmosphere with Rochelle. Yeah, and and uh, you wait this week, and if he gets near the footy, the, the Crows fans will be up and about, no question about it. And uh, I, I just think, you know, initially starting up forward, it's a hard position to play. In the preseason games, he kicked three goals, he kicked three goals, and now he's come out his, his first real game and kicks five. I can see him moving into the midfield a bit down the track as well. So it reminds me a little bit of a young Patrick Dangerfield, which is putting a big label on his head, but But uh, he just looks so smooth. Yeah, no, he was another one of those great debuts we got to see over that. What I think was a fairly entertaining round one of AFL footy. Port Adelaide, they were another um, story that probably tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. That game against Brisbane, you even had uh, Brisbane faithful and the Brisbane coach sort of, I think respectfully crediting Port for the the game that they played when it just seemed to be crueled by injuries. Yes, uh, and they've got a long injury list now. Alia Alia, a very important player for them. He's out for five or six weeks minimum. Mm. Tom Cleary, another defender, is out for three to four weeks. Charlie Dixon still three weeks away. Xavier Dersma hurt, hurt his shoulder, but they reckon he's a chance to play this week. Um, Fantasia is out for another eight weeks with his knee. Robbie Gray, did they bring him back too early? He came off and was uh, yep. replaced. And they're saying that he's might play this week. I don't think he will. I think they'll rest him. Yep. And Trent McKenzie, who looked the worst out of the lot. It looked like he'd done in his ACL, but they're saying that he will probably play this week. So, yep. But it's a long list of of injuries uh, there at Port Adelaide. So they got some concerns coming up against my boys, the Hawks. You had a nice win against the Roos. I'm glad you brought up Trent McKenzie, though, if we can just go back to that. So he Mm. went off on the Medicab. It looked season-ending for all. You watched it, you went knee, season-ending. You know what? Don't even bother going and getting a scan. You're done. (laughs) But he goes and gets a scan. Nothing is shown up structurally. There's nothing that they seem to think they can't overcome soft tissue-wise. 
That's remarkable if he's, because he's listed as a test at the yeah. moment. If he wanders out in round two, that that's one of the best turnarounds I've ever seen from what looked like a horrific injury. Yeah, it did. It did. But there, we were getting murmurs after the game that it wasn't as bad as what first what it first looked. Mm. And then, yeah, Port Adelaide pretty clever come out today and said, no, he's, he's likely to play. It was just a jarring of the knee and there doesn't there's no structural damage and hopefully it comes up all right for this week. Uh, just one more thing um, about Port Adelaide and um, it's only been announced tonight is Russell Ebert, one of their legends um, at, uh, at Port Adelaide. And he wore the number seven jumper with pride and also was captain of the club or the number one. But uh, this Saturday against the Hawks, Port Adelaide will have a number seven patch on oh. their jersey. As sadly, Russell uh, passed away earlier this year, so they will wear a number seven patch on their on their Guernsey to honour the great Russell Ebert. That's a great way to do it. It's, it's always sad yeah. when something like this happens, but what a great idea as a way to to honour him to wear the number seven patch. That's really special. I like that idea. Uh, yeah, it's fan- yeah, fantastic. Yeah, really well done and. You just mentioned you're a Hawthorne supporter. So Port Adelaide versus Hawthorne mm. this week. I'm actually struggling with my tip on this game. I don't know where to go on my tips. So you're obviously torn local versus where your heart is with Hawthorne. What are you tipping? Yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> the Hawks will get a couple back too. Luke Bruce will come back. Uh, McAvoy will come back into the side. So Hawthorne will be almost at full strength. And obviously, the yeah, uh, they're going to be undermanned, Port Adelaide, but... Can you tip against them at Adelaide Oval? I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm sitting on the fence at this stage. I'll let you know later in the week. I'll <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm definitely fencing. I haven't made my mind up on that one. Um, speaking of Hawthorne and, and random stuff that we notice about sport, did you pick what was something I don't think any of us thought we'd ever see again at Hawthorne? Do you know what I'm talking about on the weekend? No. There was a long sleeve jumper. Oh, yes. Yes, I, know. I was about to say that. Um, yes, the big Chad yeah. bringing back the long sleeve. I love it. I love the long sleeve. We should see more of it. Well, um, you might now. <laughs> now that there's no Alistair Clarkson ruling with the yeah, Iron Fist saying no, there is yeah. never a long sleeve shirt, then, yeah, I love that yeah. first round possibility. Boom, long sleeve. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I I loved it. I like the look of the long sleeve Hawthorne jumper as well. Not sure about North Melbourne going with the all white sleeve this year, mm. but uh, no, I love the hoop sleeve. I think it looked looked great on uh, our man Chad. He had a new hairdo as well. Yeah, to start the season, got the blonde tips in, and no, uh, yeah, it was a great win by Hawthorne over North Melbourne, and and uh, yeah, great uh, great start to the Hawks, and hopefully they can go two in a row. That would be amazing start for them. It would be a good start to the uh, Sam Mitchell era. Uh, the other good news in South Australian sporting landscape is, of course, the, the Women's National Cricket League, the 50-over domestic competition for Australia. Uh, South Australia, they have booked their spot in the final and they'll be taking on Tassie uh, over at Blundstone this weekend. Yes, I'd like to thank New South Wales for collapsing and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they went, fell in the biggest hole ever. Didn't they they? almost fell off a cliff, New yeah. South Wales. And the Scorpions are in the final against Tassie. Should be great. They've played some good cricket this year, the Scorpions, they and they're missing They're missing Wellington. They're missing Shoot. They're missing um, Talia McGrath. Uh, they're missing, missing Darcy Brown. So 
four of their best players are not there and have performed well well enough to make the final. So congratulations to uh, the Scorpions. I do wish it was on Fox Cricket, though. It is on um, KO Sport and on cricket.com.au. You can watch the live stream, but I'd love this to get a bit more of the limelight, Jen. That's true. We'll have to campaign on that one, Bonds, for sure. Yeah, well, you and I can do that. (laughs) We'll work on that for sure. (laughs) Bonds, thank you so much for joining us on the Overnight Crowd and giving us an update on everything that's happening out of South Australia, and we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Speak next week. Go the Hawks. (laughs) That's Paul Bonzer joining us from SENSA uh, on the overnight crowd. Time for your calls and your texts. As always, 1300 736 736 and 0433 98 11 16. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.